All right, so if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Romans chapter 12 and uh, verse 2 tonight is where we'll be reading our text. And so tonight I want to preach a message I believe God would want to challenge us. Come on, God would want to challenge us in areas. I mean, many of us need to be challenged. Can you say amen? amen? Let's not get to a point where it's just comfortable Christianity. We sit in our seats. I believe God and His Spirit wants us to grow. And the only way you're going to grow is when you're challenged. I mean, who goes to the gym and is just so comfortable in their little gym seat and just do little weights? Hallelujah, I'm building. No, no, no. You are going to challenge yourself by lifting up some heavy weights that will challenge yourself to grow. You challenge yourself to run on the treadmill so you can build some stamina. Amen. So as the Christian, hallelujah, we need to be challenged. And I believe tonight God's going to challenge us. God's going to convict us on, on how we should live, how we should act. And in Romans chapter 12 tonight gives us a stern reminder. If you turn there tonight, Romans chapter 12 verse 2. And it says this. Do not be conformed. Everyone say conformed. To this world. Be transformed. Everyone say transformed. The renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to preach a message tonight entitled, Be a Transformer, Not a Conformer. Woo, come on now. Be a Transformer, Not a Conformer. So if you're making note, number one, do not be conformed because the text says, do not be conformed. I mean, the verse opens up with this uh, three words, do not be, four words, do not be conformed. And if you're like me, if you, you know, haven't been to school or you haven't, you know, done well in school like myself, you probably ask the question, what does this word conform mean? I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, good preaching, don't be conformed. What does it mean? Well, let's have a look into it tonight. Miriam's uh, Webster's Dictionary defines the word conform. It means this, to give the same shape, the same outline. It means to be similar or identical. It means to be in agreement or harmony. Conform means to act in accordance with prevailing standards or customs. And so Paul declares to the Romans and he's saying, do not be conformed to the world. Do not be like the same shape or, or don't uh, live according to the standards or the customs or the patterns of the world. And he's saying, don't be shaped. Don't be pressed into this mold set by the world. I mean, the world will tell you young ladies, listen, you know what? You need to have some surgery. I mean, you, listen, your lips are not too plump. You got to look a certain way. You got to dress a certain way. And the world will tell you, you ain't good enough. I mean, there's so many celebrities out there that are so beautiful, picturesque, perfect. There are guys out there with muscles like mountains. And it's like, whoa, man, and we're so, we like, how do we be like that? And so Paul is declaring, don't conform to the patterns of this world. Because what ends up happening is the church world begins to adapt to the culture of the world. Instead of the church living by the culture of God's word. James, oh sorry, Jesus came preaching, teaching in the synagogues and his message was opposite to the world. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2, listen to these words. In which you, were once, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of who now works in the sons of disobedience. 
Listen, it's saying, you know what? Don't let your sinner friends, don't let them entice you to be like the world. They'll call you to come and say, hey, listen, it's all good to come and drink. They'll say, hey, it's okay to go and have sex. And that's the way the world thinks. And the thing is this, let not the church, come on now, let not the church be customized like the world. That now we come to church and we got a boyfriend and we're shacking up with each other. Oh, come on, I'm preaching something tonight. I'm going somewhere tonight because that's what Paul is saying. Don't be conformed, but be transformed. Let's be transformers. Can you say amen? Let's not be according to the world and say, you know what? Come on, we ought to be uh, out of the box. We ought to be uh, different from what the world's standard says. We ought to be transformers, to be transformed. I mean, think about that statement for a moment, to be transformed. Look at your life. And ask yourself the question, is my life transformed? I mean, really, is your life transformed? The reason why you're reaping the repercussions now, maybe it's because you've been living like the world. Maybe you've uh, resolved or you've uh, tried to resolve issues in your life the way the world does. You've gone to certain people, you've gone to certain counselors and they've given you the wrong advice where you should be going to the word of God. The Bible is where we should ought to live. The Bible says His Word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. God, show us how to live. God, show us how to speak. God, show us in our time that we're living in. And the Bible says tonight, forgive. But have you forgiven? Ephesians 4, 31, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. I mean, have you done that? You look at your life and it's like, man, it's not transformed. Well, are you living according to the word of God? Are you living according to his word? Or are you living according to the world? Ephesians 4 verse 26, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Have you done that? Or are you still holding on to the grudge? Are you still holding on to the bitterness? Brothers, sisters, can I remind you, we only got one life. We only got one shot at this. We only got one life. Can I encourage you? Make it a good one. Make it a transformed one. Live for God. Don't live for the world. Don't live by the pleasure of this world. Live to please God. Be a transformer. Say, God, I don't want to be like the world. God, I don't want to be like that anymore. Transform me, God. Let us put aside these things that try to hinder us, to, to weigh us down. I mean, Galatians 5 verse 24. Listen to this. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Have you done that tonight? Are you living according to the world? Or are you living according to His Word? I mean, the Word of God should be shaping us. It should be molding us. We should be living to please God, but we need to remind ourselves, we need to challenge ourselves by the Word of God to live according to His Word. Ask yourself the question tonight again, is my life transformed? Really? Why is my life not transformed? I mean, why? Why is my life not transformed? You might ask yourself the question, you're just going around and around and sin, just unable to live a life freedom. A life that's totally free in Christ. And you ask yourself, man, my, is my life truly transformed? Well, the proof is in the pudding. The saying goes, you got to look at your life right now and realize 
Galatians 6 verse 7, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will reap. The proof is in the pudding. Is your life the way it is because you've been sowing to the flesh? You've been sowing and living like the world. And so your life ends up the way it is because of what you've sown. And so you got to ask yourself the question, is my life transformed? Well, you got to look at your life right now and begin to make some decisions. And say, you know what, I'm not going to live like the world, not like the patterns of the world. But the Bible declares to you and I to be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. So let's talk about number two, be transformed. I love the gospel. I love Jesus Christ because of the fact that I've experienced a transformation firsthand. Many of us here tonight have experienced this wonderful transformation of grace. This wonderful realization of Christ coming within us. That we ought to be born again as, as newborn babies in Christ Jesus. And we grow, we mature. And then God brings a wonderful change. I mean, I love it. You hear me preach it all the time. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and behold, all things become new. There are people here tonight. I mean, you got anger problems. You got, uh, you know what? You got lust issues. You got all these sort of issues right here. But we need to be reminded. Listen, humble yourself in the sight of God. Get forgiveness. Get forgiveness from Christ so He can forgive you and that you can extend forgiveness to others. You only got one life. You got to make it a good one. Let's continue to contend. God, you need to transform me. God, transform my marriage. God, transform me so that my family is truly transformed. You know, last night I was at my uh, daughter's grade six graduation. And uh, we're sitting in the front row. And uh, yeah, watching all the kids perform, sing. I see my daughter up there dancing and singing. It was amazing. I was, I'm a proud, I was a proud dad last night. And uh, last night there was a, a, a mother and her son sitting right behind us. And we didn't know they were behind us until they said, hey, Pastor, hey, Zara. And uh, they actually go to the Potter's House Church in Underwood. And so what ended up happening is they're there to support their son, Chaz. And uh, they, they support him. And all of a sudden, there's an award given out. And this award is given out to uh, this young boy who, or to people who actually um, live to the standards of the school. They're a, a role model to the school. And uh, let me find where the notes was called, because it was called, um, what was it called? Strong Hearts, Strong Minds, I think it was called. And, uh, and, and so this is the, the motto of the school, uh, Loving Hearts, Strong Minds. Zara's like shaking her head, no, no, no. But uh, anyway, they give this young boy the prize. This is the young boy that goes to the Potestas Church in Underwood. And he comes out, receives this trophy, receives this uh, medal, and everything, and I mean, the mom behind us, she's crying. She's crying because of her son's receiving this award. And after the, the whole ordeal is finished, uh, we turn around, we're like, man, congratulations, your boy got an awesome award, awesome, you know, and she goes, she tells us a testimony. She says, you know, my son, in his old school, this is just only a year ago, was expelled three times, suspended, sorry, three times in his school. And so they changed schools, they put him in the Groves Christian College, and all of a sudden, uh, they changed schools because of her mom, his mom, 
begin to get saved and start going to the Potter's House Church. And the mother begins to surrender her life, no longer does drugs, no longer involved in that, totally out of debt, I mean incredible debt. God has totally transformed her life. And what ends up happening is her family, her children start being transformed. And so now the son in school, grade six, goes to school and he's like, you know what, I've seen my mom. I know what it's like to live in a life of sin. And I've seen her transformed. And so you know what, inside of him, he began to be transformed. And he stood on stage so proud. He's smiling. He's so big. And I, I can hear her crying in the back. I'm thinking, you know what? Praise God because that's what God does. God transforms the lives. God gives a future, a hope. God restores again. Transformation begins by the renewing of your mind. You have to make a decision. You got to choose to change the way you think by the word of God. Renewed, what does that word mean? It means to make like new, to restore to freshness, vigor or perfection. Hallelujah, you know, God doesn't want us to be stale. I mean, transformation doesn't just begin at salvation. Transformation is a continual thing where you can come and say, you know what, God, daily, God, I'm gonna renew my mind so that I can be transformed. I mean, when you're out in your workplace and you feel like, you know what, getting mad at your boss, renew that mind. When you feel like, you know what, temptation is so difficult and you're ready to quit and throw it in the towel, renew your mind. God is wanting to give this freshness back into your life. God is wanting to renew you so you can be transformed. Renew means to replace or to replenish. I mean, we use the word renew your license, renew a library book. You know, transformation is continual. It's daily. You got to remind yourself. Listen, it not only just starts with salvation. It starts when you just continually say, God, I need you to renew my mind. When you get into his word, get his perspective. And then that brings transformation. God begins to bring transformation when you begin to renew your mind. I love the passion translation of, of the verse in Romans 12. It says this. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Hallelujah. When we are renewing our minds daily through God's Word and renewed by His Spirit, Listen, you act from new principles. You act from new rules and new designs because of God's Spirit at work through His Word. He transforms you. He transforms the way you think. I mean, the, the word transformation comes from metamorphosis. It's a picture of a caterpillar going into a butterfly. And the same word metamorphosis is used in Matthew chapter 17, verse 2. When Jesus was transfigured, it says his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white. He was transfigured, meaning he was metamorphosis. He was transformed. And the same word there in transfigured is metamorphosis is also used in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to 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 glory
the Spirit of the Lord. You know, we ought to be transformed daily. We ought to be transformed weekly. It's not just at salvation. So many times we think, oh yeah, I got saved, God transformed me. And all of a sudden we struggle. It's like, oh, I thought I was saved. No, you got to renew your mind. You got to get in the Bible. You got to pick up that word of God. You got to read it. You got to meditate upon it. You got to allow it to begin to embed it into your heart. Where God begins to renew your mind. When you live with new principles. Live with new standards because of God's grace and God's word. Matthew Henry, a uh, Bible commentator, he says this. There's a living principle of grace within one's soul. As far as it prevails, an unbiased, unprejudiced judgment concerning the things of God. It disposes the soul to receive and entertain the revelations of the divine will. The promise is, John 7, 17, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. A good wit can dispute and distinguish about the will of God, while an honest, humble heart that has a spiritual senses exercised is delivered into the mold of the word, loves it, practices it, and has the relish and savor of it. Thus to be godly is to surrender ourselves to God. So here it is, transformation that begins with that grace upon our hearts, where it's like, you know what, God, I thank you so much for this wonderful gift of grace. But then when everything around us seems to be crazy and chaotic, listen, transformation can begin when you surrender yourself to God's word and you renew your mind with his word. God doesn't use the one that has it all. He uses the one that surrenders all. So surrender your life. Surrender your life daily. Let Him transform you. Be a transformer, not a conformer. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. Very simple message.